Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Today we are starting a new attribute of God, um, God's justice. We've been trekking through the Shorter Catechism question number four, who is God? God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. And so today we're looking at God's justice. And just to kind of set up this uh, conversation, God's justice is can be synonymous with his righteousness. To say that God is just is just to say that he is righteous. And I want to remind our listeners of, of an important truth that we went over several weeks ago. We must avoid defining who God is by what he does. Because if we define God um, by what he does, then he is not who he is until he acts. Does that make sense, fellas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. I agree. We, we agree. I concur. <laughs> you concur. <laughs> so, um, so if you were to ask me, for instance, uh, who my wife is. If we do back up. Yes. We would not want to be defined by the worst thing that we've done. Right. Um, we're not defined by our actions. Our actions help maybe explain what we're like, but they don't define us. Um, they just give a visible picture of, of our character, but God is perfection in who he is. So his actions are always going to be the flowing out of his great character, Mm -hmm. his perfection of his character, perfection of his being. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is just, which means that he acts justly Mm -hmm. he's righteous so his actions are always righteous in nature um unfortunately that's not true with us our actions and our character who we are there's can be a disconnect there can't be a disconnect with god but even Mm -hmm. if we took our best actions like we still wouldn't want to be defined that way so like phil if you asked me who my wife was and if i say well she's educator or she's dishwasher or she's baker. Uh, those are those are things that she does that are good things. But now I've made her essentially her nature dependent on what she does. I've not defined who she is, but rather what she does. And we can make the same mistake in this case. Uh, if we say that God is just because He acts just, then His essential nature is not just until He acts. Do you see? Right, and that is an important distinction. <clears throat> That And uh, just to follow up on uh, what Russ said also, that uh, God is a God of character, and uh, we, we can know God's character. And uh, one, one way you can see this, if, if it's maybe a little bit unclear what we're saying, let me, let me give you a really concrete illustration. Uh, let's take, um, take the Ten Commandments. Uh, why does God say you shall not bear false witness? Well, God... God doesn't lie, but it, but it goes deeper than that. There's a grand truth behind that 
commandment. You shall not bear false witness. And the grand truth is that God is a God of truth. His character is truth. And so he commands truth in, in, in us, in, 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 in his creation. Um, why, why, why do the Ten Commandments say you shall not kill or more, more literally you shall not murder? Because God is a God of life. Uh, and, and because the living God uh, is the creator of life, um, th- that's, that's not ours to violate. Uh, so we can see the, the, the character of God reflected there. And of course, right now we're talking about God's justice. God is justice. And as, as you've been saying, uh, not simply because he acts justly, but because it's his character. You know, and there was a controversy around God's justice or God's righteousness here uh, a few years ago. I guess it's still around in some circles, but it was around this theology called the New Perspectives on Paul. And N.T. Wright, one of the proponents of that theology, had tried to define God's righteousness um, in this way. He said, God's own faithfulness to his promises to the covenant is what God's righteousness is. In other words, God's fidelity to Israel, God's faithfulness to Israel is the essence of his righteousness. So brothers, what's wrong with that? I mean, we know, okay, so we can say that God is faithful to Israel. We can yeah, say there's that God a is, term of truth there. Right, exactly. We can say that God is faithful to his church, but what's the problem with defining God's righteousness that way? Yeah, well, it's just what we've been saying, that it, it defines his justice by his actions rather than God's character, God's essence. And, and we don't want to give up, and I think that the Bible would not want us to surrender the truth, that God's character is knowable to us because God has revealed himself. God has shown himself. And it's not just what he does. And certainly God's justice is is reflected in his faithfulness to Israel and his faithfulness to, to the covenant today. That reflects God's justice, God's righteousness. Um, but that's not the essence of it. It goes to his character. Right. When we look at Ephesians 4, 24, um, Speaking about us as Christians, we're to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And this connects uh, this this notion of righteousness with true holiness. In other words, it's an extensive moral attribute. It's not merely covenant faithfulness. It's an attribute of God. And this is something that uh, N.T. Wright misses in that. And any definition of righteousness or just uh, or the God being just, that doesn't include uh, the the understanding that this is a moral attribute, uh, is an impoverished de- definition. We said there's a maybe a germ of truth in what he says mm-hmm. because it's a it's it's that reflection of that justice that we're looking at, and so righteousness is a far bigger concept than um, N.T. Wright, Tom Wright acknowledges, and what he does is he actually makes righteousness. Or ju- God's ju- being just a smaller concept than Scripture does. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. He makes, you know, and he makes a lot of errors. I'm, you know, there are a lot of things that he's written that are worthwhile to read, but you have to be a discerning reader. You have to know something in order to read N.T. Wright because he oftentimes makes sin a minor issue. He he downplays the idea of the atonement. He barely touches on the sinner's need for forgiveness. He diminishes the doctrine of justification, calling it a second-order doctrine. And so what he what he ends up with is something that's destitute of the lofty ideas that Scripture does give us 
and what we've recovered even in as we're reformed individuals in the reformation yeah i think the the biblical record is always very clear it always begins with who is god and then as a result of that then we see how god acts and god acts always according to his nature and then the secondary level is because of who god is this is what we ought to be and therefore how we ought to live. Mm-hmm. And and the difficulty is that somehow we always want st- to we want to start with the secondary a- instead of the primary. And the primary always is who is God. Yes. And we need to always start there and define things that way. God acts according to his nature. His nature is not defined by how he acts. That's right. Mm-hmm. So when we're approaching this definition of God's righteousness, I think it's one of those words like right or good or, or true or holy that we as Christians can often throw around, but we're not actually getting to the heart of what that thing means. Because if we say that righteousness is simply always doing what is right or always being in the right, it begs the question, doesn't it? Um, because if we apply always doing what is right to God, it, it begs the question, well, what what must God do to be right, to be in the right? Uh, what is it? What does rightness mean? And this is uh, why when we start to define God's attributes, it's always much more difficult than at first glance. Now, for me, John Piper, I believe, has been so helpful in this regard. And this is what he has said uh, regarding God's righteousness. So this is a kind of a short quote, but listen up. God's righteousness consists in his unswerving commitment to do what is right. But how does God decide what is right? Who tells God what is right? Biblically, we find that God defines right in terms of himself. There is no other standard to consult than his own infinitely worthy being. Thus, what is right most ultimately is what upholds the value and honor of God. This means that the essence of the righteousness of God is his unwavering faithfulness to uphold the glory of his own name. What is right, Piper saying? Right is holding up the glory of God. That's the essence of righteousness. Brothers, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. I concur. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think Piper, Piper has said it very well. Um, <clears throat> and this is where, um, this is where uh, the human, this is where the fallen human heart, the sinful human heart rankles because we want to be able to define right and wrong. We want to be able to decide for ourselves uh, what is good and what is evil, uh, which was the original temptation in the garden, of course, in the third chapter of Genesis. Uh, the tempter told Adam and Eve, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Uh, and, of course, that was a deception. Um, <clears throat> God, being God, uh, has the right to to define what is right and what is righteous and, and, and what is uh, for his glory. And uh, the first step of faith uh, is to acknowledge I'm, I'm not God and uh, to submit to the God who is, what Francis Schaeffer called the God who is there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, that Abraham knows this about God when he's pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah. He, his, his question to God is, in essence, about his righteousness, his justice. And he says, shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just. Abraham has put his finger on the fact of who God is and saying, you are righteous. And because you're righteous, what you do is right. 
what you do is just. And what Abraham is saying is, I want you to act according to your character, which I know you you will do because that's your character. And so it's, 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 yeah, a little bit of a circular argument, but God is justice because God is, is just. And God, I mean, you, you you get lost in this in this inability to to be able to define because righteousness, by definition, is God. Right. Mm-hmm. He is just. He is the definition and the standard yeah. and and the mark. Um, yep. Because he's holy, he's also just, and his holiness is in opposition to sin, and his justice is what displays that opposition. There is a sense in which. We only get to see it. We, it's very hard to define it. I'll know it when I see it. I know he's just. He does what's just. He, he's. You know, we we see um, that we see his zeal. We see his anger. We see his fury over um, sin. We know that he is immutable in his justice. He's unchanging in his his justice. When Piper talks about uh, the unwavering faithfulness to uphold the glory of his name. He's he's really uh, putting the stress on on God's fame. His God wants to be known for who He is. He, you know the you know that the fame of His name is the glory of God gone public, and mm-hmm. righteousness is part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his him being just is part of that. So God delights to have His name known, um, and there's a number of verses in the Bible that yeah. say God does things for his namesake. Well, and I think, I think that's the point. I think the deepest motive, and this is how he has said it, that I think it's been so helpful for me. The deepest motive in the heart of God is God. Mm-hmm. And that is what righteousness is. It's doing everything so that God would be on display. It's, it's the very definition of what it means to be God-centered mm-hmm. is to have God's reputation. And this is what God said in Isaiah 48. And this is the last thing we got to say is he says, for my own sake, for my own sake, he repeats it. Mm-hmm. I do it for mm-hmm. how should my name be profaned? Yeah. And he, and he, and he does want his name uh, to be um, manifest to everybody. He wants people to esteem him, to admire him, to respect him, to cherish him, honor him, and praise his name. Okay, and- I got you over for there. Save, save it for tomorrow. We'll see you next time on uh, Gospel for Life.